Hey, you're listening to Bossy Britches with Lisa Schinninger and Julia Dumay. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking, we're going to have a bit of a meta episode. Um, we're going to be talking a little about recommendations. Um, you know, how we recommend things to people, uh, why we recommend things to people, um, you know, what things people have recommended to us and when they've worked and when they really, really haven't. Um, cause it's something I really enjoy doing, uh, when I get it right. Um, so I, I thought it might be, might, might be fun to discuss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Lisa, any starting words you'd like to begin with? Any opening comments? Yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, I cannot stop recommending things to people as evidenced by the fact that we now have this podcast where that's pretty much all we do. Yes. Um, but I have a lot of anxiety around doing it because oh, for the gosh, most part, too. what I recommend is stuff that I genuinely love. Like, yes. I'm so excited about it. I want everybody else to be as excited as I am about it. And I know that's not always going to happen. Yeah. Um. So like I it's it's to the point where if it's not if I'm not talking about it on the podcast, like I try not to recommend things to people like in person um, yeah. unless they're specifically asking for it because and unless just... I'm like oh yeah and unless yeah. I'm like a hundred percent positive because yeah I know I totally get what you mean about that anxiety because especially when you're recommending something to someone specific mm-hmm. rather than just a blanket oh this is awesome everybody should watch it on Twitter you know yeah when it's from you personally to somebody personally, suddenly there's this whole level of like gift anxiety almost. Yeah. yeah. You know, where you're like, what if they don't like it? Is that going to mean that I don't know them that well at all? I or, have uh, terrible gift anxiety. Oh, too. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that makes total sense. But it's, it's so satisfying when you get it right. Yeah. When you get it right. It's just the best thing in the world. Um, it's like, I, I was thinking as I was thinking about this episode, um, I was, I kept thinking of that scene in, uh, Parks and Recreation where Chris Traeger is talking about how much he likes setting people up. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know what my secret is? I take two people with compatible features and I bring them <laughs> together. Compatible qualities and I bring them together. I'm like, yes! You know, and the joke, of course, is that's what everybody does when they yeah. set someone up. But it's also a lot harder than it seems on paper a lot yes. of the time, you know? Yeah, I... And that's the thing. Like, I, there are a couple of people that I know I, I, I know their tastes and I know what they're going to like. Um, mm. Like, my mom is one. She and I are taste align on almost every level. So I know if I like it, she's going to like it. Um, except she likes some stuff that I don't like. She likes to watch a lot of, like, those ghost hunter shows and things. Um, so those, that's kind of our oh, one yeah. disconnect. But if I'm watching something that's sci-fi, if I'm watching something um, that's just really interesting or, like, a mystery, I know she's going to love it and I can just toss the book right over to her and she's going to pick it up or tell her about the movie and she'll watch it on Netflix. Um, we actually just did that. I watched, uh, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, uh, the, no, the enforcer. No, that's not it. Uh, the one with Denzel, uh, based on the old TV show that I cannot think of the name of right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, it was, I watched it. It was enjoyable. I had a really good time watching it. So I told her about it and she watched it like a day later and she was like, Oh my God, it was so good. And then we talked about Denzel for like half an hour. So nice. Um, it was like, that's the kind of thing that I love to do. But the worst is when you're like, you get really excited about something 
and you give the unsolicited recommendation. Oh. Uh, as I yeah. did repeatedly <laughs> with no shame for Jupiter Ascending. I told yes. everybody to watch it. And then, but I found like it was really interesting. And that kind of um, spurred that thing where I freaked out about why do we keep calling it trash? Like if we're enjoying it, why, do, you know, even if we know it's not high quality, you know, why do we have to... Up, yeah, like that was upfront denigrate something that we like. Um, but I, I was, and the reason that happened was because I was doing it myself, like at work, telling somebody, you know, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I watched this movie. It's not very good, but like, and I was like, no, 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 no. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a, it was an enjoyable experience. It was fun. I thought it was an entertaining movie. I think people should watch it. Like, just tell them that. You don't have to be like, well, it's kind of a yeah. garbage movie, and there's some parts that don't really make any. Like, just. If you're going to give a recommendation, unless there are things that, you know, like triggers for people um, or content that that people might uh, have problems with, like, that's the kind of thing you can tell them about. But yeah. like, don't be like, it's not a very good movie. The dialogue's kind of cheesy. Like, just just go for the recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. You know, and I, it's hard. Like, maybe that is, I think partly it is that anxiety that we get because, you know, if somebody comes back and says, oh, I hated it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm better about that now about not taking that personally, but I, <laughs> I kind of do a little bit sometimes yeah. where I'm like, there are a couple people I had to put on mute on Twitter because they were so mean about Jupiter ascending. I'm like, no, nope, yeah. gotta mute you for a few weeks because I, I can't deal with this. You're being yeah. terrible and I, I can't, I can't. Um, but you're like, oh, you, yeah, you do. I find that sometimes I do take it a little personally. I'm like, oh, but even if they're not coming at me personally, I'm like, mm-hmm. they aren't disliking it at me. You know, <laughs> I, I'm sure there are things yeah. they enjoy that I wouldn't like to. I'm sure there are things they're like, everybody go see this. And I'm like, no, what? Why? That was terrible. I, yeah. why did I waste my life doing that? But yeah, I, I, I find that I, I'm like, there's still a little part of me that's just like, no, no, they hate me. They hated this. It must mean they hate me. This is terrible. Yeah. Well, and that's like, oh, it was the equalizer. I just remember. Oh, okay. Um, the, like, it's hard because like there's things that you enjoy because you sat down and it was an hour and a half and it was fun. Yeah. And then there's things that you enjoy because you sat down and it was an hour and a half and it spoke to you. In yeah. Some way. You yeah. know, like. Like, there was something that you identified in it or, uh, you know, just right in your wheelhouse. It was it hit all your your favorite tropes, your bulletproof kinks, as mm. we like to call them. Um, so, yeah, like that can feel really pointed, even though they aren't saying um, I didn't enjoy this. And I think your taste is terrible. Yeah. They're just saying I didn't enjoy this, but you feel it as your taste is terrible. And also you're a garbage person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, how do you. Like, are there people that you can't recommend things to anymore? Like, where that has happened in the past, where you just kind of shy away? A little bit. Just, more just, yeah. I I either stick to the blanket recommendations, where I'm, like, on mm-hmm. Twitter saying, oh, gosh, you need to go, everybody needs to go see this. Or I, you know, I zero in on sort of the, the points of things that I enjoy. Like, my mom and I, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned your mother because my mom and I in general have very, very similar tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, often she's a lot more forgiving than I am. Uh, yeah. my, my mom too. <laughs> yeah. I find I'm like, you know, a lot more like if I say something was eh, so, so she'll kind of be like, Oh, it wasn't good. I'm like, it was fine. You know, it was, it was all right. It just, it wasn't, I, the, I, 
there were worse ways for me to spend a couple hours than watching this movie. I just probably won't feel no particular desire to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's a lot more, she's a lot more sort of black and white. Either you like it or you don't. Um, yeah. So either I give it to somebody who's very forgiving. Um, and I tend to, it's interesting that you, you made that distinction between there are things you enjoy and things that really speak to you. Cause that is sort of, that may be the difference where I'm, there are things where I can say, be a little more analytical about them and be a little more distant and say, well, I enjoyed X, Y, and Z. I thought this was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed these aspects of it, but this wasn't great. If you're in it for this, you probably won't like it. Um, yeah, in general, I found that's one of the things I do is just to either to tailor it to somebody. I can say it has this. I know you like this. Go, you will really enjoy that aspect yeah. of it. Or I will say, um, well, I liked X, Y, and Z. I wasn't nuts about A, B, and C. So take that as you will. I, or I just sort of, yeah, the alternate approach is that I just really break it down and say what I liked and didn't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, there was, there's a post going around on Tumblr where somebody got a bunch of, uh, middle-aged women to watch Mad Max because she said there's a, it's a female protagonist and she isn't sexualized. Mm. And, like, that was enough to get them on board. Like, yeah. She didn't have to say anything else about the movie. And that was enough to get me on board, too. Oh, there were yeah. A lot of things getting me on board with this movie. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. I yeah. Can't wait so to talk there's, about that some more. Uh, but going back to that thing about, like, there's stuff that speaks to you, um, Sometimes, do you, I, I don't know if you ever do this, but I just had this happen literally yesterday um, where I like something so much that even though I know the recommendation isn't right, I can't stop myself um, mm. from trying to get somebody else to consume it. Um, I was yeah. reading uh, a new to me Stephen King called Revival. Oh. And it I am a zombie today because oh. I <laughs> I was up late on Friday finishing up my portfolio and sending that in. And then I had started the book about a week ago, but I was picking it up in my, in my procrastination and <laughs> flipping through a couple of pages at a time. Um, but it got in my head so bad that I woke up super early on Saturday morning and I basically did nothing but like sit with the book on my face, like oh, nice. speeding through it. And my sister doesn't read Stephen King. She doesn't read, um, she doesn't read horror really. Um, and uh, she doesn't watch a lot of horror either. So I knew that the recommendation wasn't for her, but I couldn't stop mm. myself from telling her how much she needed to read it and all about the book and like actually trying to press the book on her. Like, <laughs> even though I know it wasn't the right fit, oh, but I was just gosh, so yeah. into it that I couldn't stop myself. Do you ever do that? Like, do you know where you know it's yeah. wrong from the start and you just can't stop talking? Yeah. Sometimes. Um, I think in general, Twitter is more what I do that for. Cause then I, I think you have a bit of the plausible deniability where you're like, <laughs> well, if you didn't like it, well, it was just generally talking about it, yammering about how great it was. So I, I yeah. didn't necessarily mean you particularly would like it. Um, I find, yeah, that that's more what I do that for. I, that's for like gushing and talking about how great it is or how terrible something is. Um, rather than somebody in particular, but sometimes I'll, you know, email with a friend or I'll talk to my mom about it. Um, because my mom and I are always talking about books and TV and stuff. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'll generally my family is sort of the the recipient on the receiving end of that uh when I when I love something so much that I just can't shut up about it. Mm-hmm. Um but sometimes uh this podcast is useful for that actually more and more. Yeah. Um and it has I guess sort of the same function as Twitter where I can be like, "Oh, it's so good." and in general, but I I may not be talking to any particular person. Yeah. Um yeah, so sometimes I will sometimes I will do that if I get really really excited about something. Yeah, that's a good that we've I feel like our podcast is now a public service to save the people in our lives from yes. those bad fit recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. So we just put it here instead. That's a good point. It's, it's I'll have to point that out. It's also definitely uh introduced me to some things. Mm-hmm. Um cuz you know, I I guess when people have recommended things to you, um, what do you find, like, when, are, are there any particular incidents you can think of where somebody's recommended something to you and it's been a flop? It's just, it just hasn't worked at all. Um, I think actually Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. is probably the most recent example of that, where it... It's got all the pieces that it seems like I would be totally into it, um, but it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and it's one of those where I, I do feel bad because I feel like the people who like it really, really like it. And the people who keep recommending it to me obviously think there's something in it that I'm going to enjoy and I just don't. Yeah. Um, so I do feel like I, I want to make sure that they understand that my not liking it is not a reflection it's on It's not them. about you. Yeah. It's, I just, there's... For whatever reason. All the pieces are there, but yeah. it doesn't add up to the whole for some reason. There's just Sometimes, something, like, yeah. There's a switch that needs to be flicked and it's just not flicking for me. So, yeah, like... Yeah. I, but it, I always try to give it, like, if I get a recommendation for something, and sometimes it takes me a while as evidenced by Lily Hammer, which you told me I would yes. love and I did and you were right. Um, but sometimes it just takes a while because you don't have time or you mm-hmm. have a lot of other stuff that you get to at first. I also am oh, really yeah. bad about, um, I fill up my queue and then I watch everything but my queue. Oh gosh. And yeah. Yeah. Hulu and, uh, because <laughs> there's, you fill up your oh, queue with all queue. these like prestige movies and like dramas and really thoughtful documentaries. And then you get on there and you're like, what trash can I watch today? Yeah. Um, well, it's time to rewatch Futurama for the yeah, five millionth um, time. Or mine is always Silence of the Lambs, which is actually gone from Netflix this month, but yes. like, I will have a million things lined up and mm-hmm. then I will always go back. It's late at night. It's time for bed. I just want to watch something before I fall asleep. Okay. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, instead of whatever thoughtful recommendations people have given me. There is one area in which I take every recommendation 100% seriously and I generally end up loving it. Oh. Um, and that's K-dramas. Hmm. <laughs> because they're so over the top. All um, right. That it's just like, even if you aren't really like connecting with the story, there's something happening like weird with character wise or, um, so anytime anybody gives me a K-drama recommendation, like I, I try it immediately and I generally end up liking it a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that works in the, in the reverse when I recommend something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cause I, I think I like just about everything, uh, huh. when it comes to that genre. Interesting. That's interesting. That's really surprising, actually, because generally, you know, even within a genre, you're like, well, okay, um, there's some parts of it I really enjoy and some things I really mm-hmm. don't. So that that is surprising, well, especially, I, yeah. Yeah, and because I'm not like, 
I don't watch a lot of soaps. Mm. Like I haven't watched a soap opera, like a proper soap opera in years. And I don't really watch the, the nighttime soaps. Like, yeah. Um, I liked Scandal until I realized it was that, like, the whole back and forth, who is she in love with, who isn't she in love with. I just don't care. It's, yeah. There's too much of the same retread. I just don't care. But there's something about watching it, like, in a story from another country hmm. where I'm not familiar with, like, um, I'm not familiar with it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the tropes. I'm not familiar with, like, the shorthand that they use yeah. to convey different things. Um, So I think that's probably what fuels my interest because I do the same thing with uh, telenovelas um, where I'm just so fascinated by everything happening around the story and like what it means like in the context of how where that show is airing um, that Hmm. things that I would find cloying or um, annoying I think in an English language or an American English language show Hmm. I don't find that so much in a in a in another language maybe because i have to work harder yeah maybe maybe there is there's sort of that disconnect that you you don't quite well and i think you make a good point that you're not as familiar with the tropes Mm -hmm. um you know you're not as familiar with the shorthand and so something that is you know a tired old cliche in uh, an American show where you're going to be, you've been seeing it for as long as you can remember and you immediately know what it, what it means when they say this or that, um, that to not have that, even if it isn't a particularly new story, um, it gives it sort of a, a fresher feel to it. It's a Mm -hmm. little less, a little less stale feeling. Yeah. Well, like, and you have to pay closer attention. A lot closer you know, to you don't although I know forget. the shorthand. And I forget that I don't speak the language. So mm. I'm going along reading the captions and then I start doing something and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, oh, I no, have no wait, idea what anyone's crap. saying. Um, the, uh, well, like, you know, you watch Law and Order or you watch a procedural and you always know that the killer is the most famous guest actor, right? Yep. Um, yep. The guest actor that they, they interview the guy in his office for five minutes, but you know that face. So you know that's, that's the guy that did it. <laughs> Um, but when you're watching something in a, in another country, like you'll never know that, like until you become really expert in, um, yeah, you know, who is the most famous guest star. There's a thing they do in K dramas a lot where they have like these cameo appearances, and I'm always like, okay, okay, like I don't know who that person is, so it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to me that that's the like, the super hot pop star who's making the cameo oh, okay and so that's going to be the rival for the affection or whatever well i would never know that because i don't recognize the person and i don't yeah. know what i don't know how famous they are or like you know um that they were in a, a really famous k-drama where they played a character like you know i don't oh, yeah. i don't pick up on that so it's it's all kind of new to me so i find those recommendations are usually very very successful Interesting. how about you is there anything people have recommended for you that you haven't just connected with or just dislike oh gosh i'm sure there's a lot actually um but the biggest example i think the, the one of the best examples probably is um you know a couple of uh, several years ago now almost 10 years gosh uh god because that show has been on for a million years now um a friend was this was like in their second or third season was a friend was really into supernatural mm. um and was trying to pitch me on it and she hit the right notes in trying to sell me on it she was like it deals with a lot of there's family issues and there's american american folklore all this you know 
all this like really interesting American folklore going on. And I'm like, yes, but I've also, even though it's still really early in the show, I'm like, there's also no female characters at all. Yeah. Um, so I was like, ugh, yeah. And then, but then there was like a, a really dark period of my life for like a summer <laughs> where I was super into it. Um, again, I say that as a joke, but I'm like, yeah, it probably isn't a coincidence that I was also unmedicated at the time, that oh, I didn't have health yeah. insurance and wasn't medicated, um, was also the, period where i was really into supernatural uh so yeah that that was kind of a flop um (laughs) mostly i'm like i'm a little concerned i may have gone too far in that direction however because then there's like things people recommend to me solely because they it has a female lead and i'm like okay well yeah yeah, but you know that's you know that's a lot of stuff really i'm like that's I'm getting a lot pickier. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I, no one I think has really recommended it to me. Um, possibly because, you know, for good reason, because I've, I've watched a little and I'm like, okay, it's, this would probably be completely fine as background noise. Um, I'd probably be totally fine if someone else put this on and I was doing something else just to, to kill time. But, um, yeah, it just doesn't quite seem to gel for me thus far. Yeah. I'm just like, ugh, yeah, no. Although it was, it was funny. We put that on like we watched the pilot immediately after watching the the Avenger, the first Avengers movie, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, the difference in like the quality of effects was like, oh, I'm like, it's not their fault. It's you know network TV. It's not their yeah. fault. They don't have the same quality of uh, effects as a major big budget motion picture but still you're like oh oh that's just oh that's painful yeah yeah it is i i i think there's i think there's probably improvement as it goes on but I yeah just, i'm and so I'm, uninterested yeah in... <laughs> exactly i'm like i have nothing against it it seems fine and again if it's on as background noise i probably won't turn it off mm-hmm. um but i just don't feel any particular interest in seeking it out yeah yeah i getcha i and i it's one of those things where i think i'll probably end up trying it again just Mm -hmm. because the people who have recommended it to me our tastes are usually really similar yeah um and i do trust that you know if they say it gets better after a certain point it does get better because that's that's how i usually get suckered in yeah (laughs) so thanks um, like Arrow, I was briefly. I was about with Arrow. to mention Arrow. Actually, it's funny that you would mention that because yeah, that's the same. People have told me they're like, no, the first half of the first season is really rough, but yeah. just it gets really good from there. So, and yep. yeah, I tried it. I I will say my main problem with Arrow is just that everyone seems too young for me because mm-hmm. I'm used to the com- I actually read the comics for a while so I'm expecting sort of older you know everybody to be adults rather than CW aged twenty right. somethings I'm like expecting at least mid thirties probably forties um, and I'm just like I I can't 
I can't deal with the young people and their problems anymore. I say that despite only being 30 myself, but I'm like, God, being a 20 something on TV is just, <laughs> I, I don't have, I don't have the patience for that anymore. I'm an yeah. old lady at heart. I, I, you kids with your, your parties <laughs> and your DJs and your apps. I, I can't. I can't. Apps. I know. Kids these days. The kids. Apps. The kids these days. <laughs> I do love an app, though. Yes. Um, yeah. I And that's, again, like, I am always open to recommendations from people. Yeah. So, like, bring them on. I will try anything, especially now that I have a summer uh, almost totally clear. After, you do. After the start of July, I don't. Ha- I'm on, like, actual summer break. Um, yes. So yeah, bring it. I will I will watch anything. I will try anything. Um Yeah. Yeah. One, one bring thing, the recommendations on. One thing that has been really good for me for recommendations actually and we mentioned touched on this a little earlier, but it has actually been this podcast. Um you know, cuz I'm I'm finding out more about sort of and we we talked a little about this earlier too, but going in depth and being able mm-hmm. to get a little more analytic about something. Yeah. Um, you know, having you tell me, oh, X, Y, and Z were good, A, B, and C were not so much, but if you're in it for X, Y, and Z, this is a solid movie. Um, that's been really cool. Um, and I think I, I'd love to indulge for a minute in a bit of, uh, of navel gazing, sort of, you know, uh, of, uh, solipsism, I guess. Um, talk about things I've picked up because of this podcast mm-hmm. um, and we can both talk a bit about that um, I actually just yesterday I saw it on HBO while I was sitting around early in the morning because like we've mentioned I'm an old lady so I get up at like ass <laughs> o'clock in the morning um, and yeah. I was waiting for places to open so I could run some errands um, and I saw on HBO they had on demand Edge of Tomorrow uh, so I finally, I got around Yay. to watching that and I was like, this is really excellent. I really Yay. enjoyed that. That was totally great. I, so yeah, just yesterday I tried that. Um, that's Yay. the most recent one. Yes. Uh, but, um, also recently my mom and I got totally hooked on House of Cards, mm-hmm. which, you know, I had seen advertised and heard about, but just, was not particularly interested in because it seemed a lot like one of these general prestige dramas that I just have limited patience for. Um, And I think I told you on Twitter, I was sort of under the impression it was sort of like Mad Men where, you know, you're supposed to be really, where it's supposed to be like, oh, poor, rich, powerful white man and his poor problems. I feel I'm supposed to feel sort of bad for him. And I was delighted to find that it really isn't, um, mm-hmm. that the show knows that they are garbage and embraces <laughs> that. Like, I knew they were garbage, but I'm like, how much garbage can I, how much garbage am I supposed to believe that they yeah. are, really? But no, yeah. they're full garbage. Full, and... full garbage. Yeah. Like, I love it. It's like Shakespearean. Yeah. It's like just Shakespearean tragedy where I'm like, yes, these, yeah. this is a disaster and I love it. Oh, yeah. They're totally, I mean, like Shades of Macbeth, like it's, but also like Julius oh, yeah. Caesar and, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, don't gosh, get me started. Yeah. You know what? I, you know how I get. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to hear that you that you guys. Yeah. Oh, we just gulped it down. We watched like half of the first season in a day. Basically, yeah. we just couldn't stop. Um, and uh, we we did the thing where we like we had to pause the last episode of the third season like halfway through. Um, to get up for something and we just didn't continue it for like another couple weeks because we didn't want to acknowledge that there was no more <laughs> right so that yeah. was a lot that was a lot of fun um yeah, good yeah my mom was like you know honestly you know i i live near dc and she was like i she was like honestly i I really don't, I really think this is about what these people are like in reality. Mm -hmm. I was like, honestly, I sort of agree. I think that's what they want to be like. I don't yeah. think most of them are competent enough I, to actually achieve that. That reminds me, um, have you seen, there's an, an Amazon show, uh, original show called um, Alpha House. I have How not. meta is this? I'm going to recommend something to you on a recommendations episode. <laughs> um, it's Alpha House. It's on, it's on Amazon. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know how the Amazon model works. Like if you have to pay, if you have to be prime to watch it um, or pay if you're not prime, but it's called Alpha House. It's got John Goodman, um, a couple of other guys, Ooh. the guy that's married to Kelly Ripa. Huh. I'm really great with names, as everyone knows from listening <laughs> to the show. Um, but there are four Republican congressmen who huh. share a house together in D.C. <laughs> okay, okay, that sounds amazing. That does sound it, kind of great, actually. It's like the it's like the uh, the polar opposite of House of Cards, where like they would all like to be the people okay. in House of Cards, but they're not, and they never, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never, ever, no. ever will be. Um. And but it's kind of of a nice palate cleanser. But it also goes along with because I think probably for most people in D.C., like they're probably somewhere on the spectrum between the two. Mm. I think most of them probably tilt a little closer to Alpha House than they do House of Cards. Oh yeah, um, yeah. but they want to think they're House of Cards, but yeah. they are not. They're not. They're if they are, they are the people Frank steps on on the yes. way. Yeah, who would I? I honestly would not be surprised, like, if the camera in House of Cards turned a corner and the Alpha House guys were standing there. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. Even though the universes are so different, like, it really feels like they're of a piece. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. So, yeah. But, yeah, like, and the same thing goes for me. Like, you've suggested things that I never would have tried. Um, and oh, But good. then I, I did, and on the strength of your recommendation. And you're right, I did love them. Yay! Um, the really big Lily Hammer, obviously, yes. like I just watched, um, and it's just, it's so delightful. Like, it's so delightful. And it it's the strength of Stephen Van Zandt that oh, makes it so delightful, yeah. I think. Because everybody around him, I'm like, eh, eh. They're all, it's, and it's all terrible people. Like, again, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it feels like, terrible it really does feel like person. Silvio Dante went into the Witness Protection Program. Yes. Is in Lily Hammer with a different name. Um, So it feels like it's of a piece with the sopranos but the other thing is dragon age yes on the oh my gosh yes i started playing that and another friend m who was also obsessed with the game and you guys are totally right like it's fantastic oh, I, gosh. I don't know how i lived my life without playing it before yes oh, it's yes. so good and i'm really well, now glad. that you have nothing else to do over the summer you might start origins but um yeah. maybe play well, it on a pc i would recommend because then you can get mods that 
let yeah, you yeah, yeah. skip a lot of the the boring stuff and make it a little easier, a little less punishing. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's, I mean, I like it and we've talked about this a bit and the nerds, the neckbeards love it the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, there is a lot of really cool stuff. I sound like I don't like it and I do. Um, it, but it starts very slowly. It has a very slow start. And if you're more used to, uh, Dragon Age to the later games into Mass Effect, it can be kind of a jar, jarring because the main protagonist is unvoiced. Oh. Um, like there's no, you get a little bit of ambient dialogue when you're fighting, but the conversations are totally unvoiced for your part. So. Interesting. Yeah. So that, that's a little bit jarring. Um, there's some stuff that just, and the graphics, it's amazing, you know, cause the game is probably, I think, less than 10 years old at this point. It's, it's not even, it's like maybe five or six years old. I want to say it came out in 2009. Okay. But the graphics, you're, it's amazing just how much we've progressed even in that time because you're watching it and you're like, God, this looks so primitive. Did cavemen make this game? <laughs> <laughs> like, ugh. Um, but it, yeah, like I said, I, I, I sound like I don't like it and I do. You just sort of have to go in in sort of a very different mindset from the later yeah. ones, uh, because it is less action oriented and much more slow moving. The battles are a lot more strategy oriented, which I don't really care about at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm not interested in that really. I'm interested in the story, but there is a really, the story itself is sort of generic in some ways. You're like, oh, okay, great evil, unknown evil rising in the, it, from the deeps and you are the hero who has to fight it. But, uh, on a smaller scale, there's also all these internal politics with the country that are slowing you down and that you have to deal with, um, uh-huh. which are, which are cool and make it a lot more interesting and add a lot more flavor. Uh, so yeah, sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're looking for things to do this summer. Try the first Dragon Age game. I will. <laughs> yes. I, I have to finish two first. Oh, okay. I am gonna, I'm planning to circle back before I get to. Oh yes, to, that's to right. Okay. Where yeah. are you in two? Um, I, well, it's spoilers, uh, but I'm close to something in Act 2 happening that I don't okay. want to happen. So I'm oh, like, okay. I'm like, I'm really grinding as many of the side oh, quests yeah. as I can okay. so I don't have to make it happen. Um, oh no. I know it has to, to go forward, but I don't want it to. So yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. And then I kind of, yeah. yeah, I've kind of fell into that hole. So I haven't really touched it in a while, but yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Um, so kind of changing subject a little bit aside from personal recommendations like where else would you go for recommendations for things like if you were looking for a book to read or a movie to watch like who do you outside of your friends and family and and the the accounts you follow on twitter or the podcast you listen to like where else do you go that is a really good question because i was just thinking about this the other day and i'm like you know i haven't really had a good critic i rely on for a while Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to, I guess I need to add, for a while I was following Vulture online, mm-hmm. um, so I follow some of theirs, but I haven't really found a critic I agree on with a lot, um, cause if you can find a couple of good critics who you're like, who either your tastes correspond a lot with, 
or you know the way, you get a feel for the ways in which they, the things they prefer that you don't, Mm -hmm. um, and vice versa. So if they say, oh, it wasn't great because of X, but it was good because of Y and Z, and you actually happen to like things that do X, you can be like, oh yeah, okay, so I will enjoy this probably, since I agree on Y and Z and I disagree on X and like that where they dislike it, I think I'll enjoy that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, actually it's interesting that you say that, because I think most of the, the recommendations I get are really from, they're filtered through people. Um, mm-hmm. I wait, you know, even on, on forums I hang out with. I hang out on, I'll at least wait a couple weeks and see sort of what the general buzz is and what they think about it. Um, I'll see sort of what people are saying on Twitter, what articles and reviews are getting linked. And I, it's amazing sort of how clear a picture I can get. I've found, um, from, from those just without even seeing something, I can really get a pretty good idea of, okay, this is going to be for me. This is not the one exception recently. Uh, in the recent years, I would say, was probably Thor, okay. where I was not particularly compelled to see that. I had no particular interest. I was like, okay, that's that's a thing. Sure, mm-hmm. that happened. Sure, why not? Um, but I really had no interest in seeing it for myself. And then I had a couple of friends, who, one of whom has known me for 12 years now since high school and one of whom I was roommates with for a long time and is still one of my closest friends and both of them were like no you need to see it you will love it you will really mm-hmm. enjoy it it's so much fun in ways that you're gonna like and they were 100% right I'm like okay yeah because I actually I realize now like on reflection I don't get a lot of personal recommendations either yeah. um, I pretty much just get them from you these days, I think. But I, you know, from the people I follow on Twitter and the forums I visit and the sites I read, I get an idea of, oh, okay, this sounds like something yeah. I'd like. That is kind of, I, and I'm the same way looking for a critic who, like, my sensibilities line up. Um, Roger Ebert was, I think, for a lot of us, like that, the bellwether to tell you if you're going to enjoy something or not and there hasn't really been like a big critical voice that has stepped up um in his absence to Mm. to fill that role uh there are a couple that i like look for but for the most part it's really filtered through my network like um you know on balance i can tell whether i'm going to enjoy something or not based on reactions to it exactly Um, yeah there's not really like a singular voice although i do get i do get personal recommendations mostly from you Um, (laughs) but i get some personal recommendations from people and and i've you know you learn you learn who your tastes align with and, Mm -hmm. and like if it comes from my mom if it's not if it's not a ghost hunter show (laughs) um i i know i'm probably gonna like it um but yeah there's a couple of i don't know if you've ever tried these but there's a couple of like engines out there like search engines where you can yeah. plug in like what you're looking for and it kicks out some stuff there's one i just found um it's called witch book but the url is something different it's, yes um, i think i've seen the something like com. that yeah yeah it's uh where it has a lot of different um, variables that you can choose and then it recommends books to you. Ooh. I'm actually waiting for my first book that I've purchased from a recommendation on here uh, to try it out. But it's it's one where I got a personal recommendation from someone who said that they've been using it to pick their next books and they've been really huh. 
really successful with it. Um, so that I'm going to, I'm going to recommend that people try that. I will definitely works. have to try that. And then cause that let, it, let us know. Yeah. Cause you know, it's really hard. You always judge the book by its cover. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And you look for something that's going to appeal to you emotionally in that moment. That's not always necessarily what is actually in the book. Um, and so it's really cool. Like you can pick like on a spectrum between happy and sad, funny and serious, oh. um, easy and demanding, which is a, mm. I, that's one I think it doesn't take into account a lot. Like, are you looking yeah. for a book you really have to work for? Are you looking for a book you can just speed through in a day? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see how this is going to turn out because like that the Netflix really recommendation handy. engine is neat. Um, how they get those, like they can make those combination of those, like, um, micro categories yeah female leads with a dark tone and ass kicking and you know um those don't always yeah. land so it's kind of interesting that you can manipulate that yourself like it's you also they also get more challenging the more people you have on netflix i know they have <laughs> uh like individual accounts which they did like i'm like oh they've set that up they've set up a feature where you can Mm-hmm. Um, set up like individual accounts and sort of fix that a- issue. But I, my Roku does not, it's an old one, so it doesn't have that feature yet where you can choose who's using it. Um, yeah. But I'm like, oh yeah, cause so instead we've got like this huge variety of people using, uh, you know, it's a family Netflix account. So a bunch of us are using it. So the recommendations <laughs> may not necessarily be that helpful now when you've got a bunch of different people. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, I, I haven't used it in a while actually, but the last time I used one of those, I think was for books mm-hmm. um, and, and music occasionally, uh, Spotify has a cool feature where you can say, oh, more like this, I think, okay. something like that, where you can say, I like this song, give me more like it. Um, and Pandora, I haven't used Pandora in a while, but it it was uh, cool for that as well and for finding yeah. new things. Yeah, I recently was cleaning up um, a box of things that I brought home from an old job and just stuck in the closet and never touched again. And one of the things was a notebook where oh. I would write down new artists, like, as they came up on Pandora. Oh, wow. Nice. And it was pages and pages and pages. Like, yeah, that recommendation oh, cool. engine was really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It could do really cool things. And it, it took what? It took your preferences into account. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't really know of a good one for TV or movies, though, apart from Netflix. And Amazon occasionally will recommend based on stuff you've watched or stuff you've bought, but that's really hit or miss, you know, and, um, and Netflix, I, I haven't seen one apart from Netflix. So yeah, viewer, listeners, sorry, I'm thinking about Netflix. Um, listeners, if you have a recommendation <laughs> for one, please let me know. I'd love to know about yes. that. Yeah. I'd love to know how people are finding things because, uh, I, you'd, the recommendations from your network don't always come in at the time that you need them. Um, yeah. So it's neat to have something that you can go to when you're in the mood for something. Uh, yeah. I'm always looking for new books and uh, people aren't always reading new books. Yeah. So, yeah. And from... If you guys are using anything, let us know. Also, if I want something new, I... Because that's the downside. That's why I, I wait so long to watch things. I'm always so slow to, to see things. That's part of it is that by the time I've gathered enough info from 
you know, my network to figure out. It's it's something that's been around for a while. So I'm like, oh, even then, if I like it, nobody wants to talk about it because they've all moved on. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is the downside. Yeah, there's a funny graphic that's been going around. I've seen it on Tumblr and Twitter. Um, it's a uh... <laughs> it's a picture of a guy sitting on a chair in a field, and it was um. <laughs> When you finish a book and there's there's no fandom for it, yes, I guess I'll just sit here alone with my feels. Yep, <laughs> that's really how it feels too. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's a lot of fun though. That's what I'll say. That's that's probably my final thought. Is that you know when I get it right, it's so mm-hmm. great. Um, I love recommending things to people when it works. You know, when they come back to you and say, oh, my God, it was so fun. I, it's so satisfying. Like you telling me you love Dragon Age. I'm like, yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel the same way. It's really it's so there's something so satisfying about when you make that personal recommendation. Yes. Gosh. Yes. And then you start looking for thing, other things that you can if you like. <laughs> this, then Yes. You become the recommendation engine for them. Yes. Oh, well, if you like this, then I think you're really going to try this. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's probably, that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't have any recommendations this week for, I do not either. I I think we've covered everything. (laughs) Um, our usual of play Dragon Age, watch House of Cards and Lilyhammer. Yes. Watch uh, Edge of Tomorrow, our usual recommendations. Oh, yeah. Watch Edge of Tomorrow. I'm Always. so glad. I'm so glad you liked that one. Yeah. I was, I, that was a lot of fun. It was really cool. I think I was getting it mixed up also with another uh, sci-fi, like, action movie that came out around the same time and also had Tom Cruise in it. And the now one I, where he was, like, in space on a planet yeah 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 i, I remember thing. seeing trailers for that and there's also some female lead in that who was i was like oh okay wait so i was getting them mixed up in my head and i thought this was going to be like more distant future sci-fi and i was like oh okay i i don't know which one i'm thinking of and which one <laughs> this is so it was that was cool i was like oh okay this is a completely different movie than i thought yeah. it was cool um yeah yeah, so if you have recommendations for us, if you want to talk about us, talk to us about recommendations. Um, if you have, as we said, a good TV or movie recommending tool, please tell us about it because we'd love to hear. Yes. Um, and, uh, if you have any, any thoughts in general, uh, you can get in touch with us online at, uh, realbossybritches.com. You can find us on Twitter at Britches Podcast, uh, Tumblr and Facebook, the same. I'm on Twitter individually. We're, uh, both on Twitter. I'm Jules Has Tweets and Lisa is OC Ferrer. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Hear your recommendations. Absolutely. Maybe we'll talk about them in a future episode. Yes. Bye. Bye.